0: This is the Bible in one year, day 318. The race marked out for you. I've made many mistakes in life. I have quite a few regrets. One of them, when I was 19, was taking part on a whim without any training in the boundary run. It was slightly longer than a marathon and involved running around the boundary of the city of Cambridge, with much of it across ploughed fields. For the first 14 miles, I was fine. After that, Various bits of my body started to seize up. Although I completed the race in a reasonable time, it took me weeks to recover. Running a marathon without training is not a wise thing to do. The writer of Hebrews says that the Christian life is like running a race. It's more like a marathon than a sprint. We are long-distance runners. It requires training, endurance, and discipline if we are not to grow weary and lose heart. In each of the passages today, you see what you need to do in order to run the race marked out for you, as well as some of the results of doing so. Psalm 125
1: Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. The scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous, for then the righteous might use their hands to do evil. Lord, do good to those who are good, to those who are upright in heart. But those who turn to crooked ways, the Lord will banish with the evildoers. Peace be on Israel.
0: Stay on track and keep going. Nothing great was ever done without much enduring, wrote St. Catherine of Siena. The key to endurance lies in trusting God. Those who trust in God are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. This is not based on wishful thinking, but on the character and protection of the God in whom we trust. God is with you. He is for you. He's above you. He is in you. He surrounds you. The Lord surrounds His people. This protection is something you can rely on both now and forevermore. Faith, trust in the Lord, leads to righteousness, and the rest of this psalm focuses on the long-term outlook, both for the righteous and the wicked. Regardless of how things may seem at the moment, the scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous. The psalmist warns against turning off the track. Those who turn to crooked ways, the Lord will banish with the evildoers. When we wander off the path, we lose our peace. The psalmist's prayer is, Peace be upon Israel. Lord, thank you that you surround those who trust in you. I trust you with my life again today. Please protect me
1: and give me your peace. New Testament, Hebrews 12. Therefore, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. And do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son endure hardship as discipline god is treating you as his children for what children are not disciplined by their father if you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline It produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed.
0: Run the race with perseverance. There's a race marked out for you that you are urged to run with perseverance. In this race, you have great encouragement. You are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. These are those men and women of faith. Those listed in Hebrews 11 have all died, but the witnesses that surround us also include those still alive who are living examples of faith, all those pioneers who blazed the way, all those veterans cheering us on. Running your race is not going to be without its obstacles, difficulties, opposition and challenges. There are things that can trip you up along the way. Throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. In the ancient world, contestants stripped down to a loincloth for the race. Don't be a spectator, get in the race as a contestant. Too many clothes would hinder an athlete. This is an analogy of getting rid not only of sin, but also of other hindrances and distractions. Today, for example, social media can be good, but it may also be a distraction. The key to running the race successfully is to fix our eyes on Jesus. Where an athlete looks is key to their success. Good athletes keep their eyes fixed on the finish line. Jesus never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God The only way to make straight paths for your feet is to keep looking ahead at the goal rather than looking down at your feet. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. For every one look within, take ten looks at him. As a follower of Christ, you will receive a lot of opposition, criticism and negative publicity, but it's absolutely nothing compared to what Jesus endured for you. Jesus is the author, leader, originator, pioneer and perfecter, completer finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The key to your endurance is to consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus should help you to put it all in perspective. For most of us, in our struggle against sin, like the readers of this letter, we have not yet resisted to the point of shedding our blood. Running a successful race requires training. Training is hard work. It requires discipline and can even be quite painful. Here the writer uses the image of parents disciplining their children. It's done out of love. The Lord disciplines those he loves. Discipline is the proof that God regards you as his children. He goes on, God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. He's treating you as dear children. This trouble you're in isn't punishment. It's training, the normal experience of children. We respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. So why not embrace God's training so that we can truly live? God is training you for your own good that you may share in His holiness. It may be painful at the time, but later, of course, it pays off handsomely. It's the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. Keep running the race. Don't sit around on your hands. No more dragging your feet. Clear the path for long-distant runners so that no one will trip and fall, so no one will step in a hole and sprain an ankle. Help each other out and run for it. Lord, help me to endure hardship as discipline, knowing that you're treating me as your child. May I come to share in your holiness and produce a harvest of righteousness and peace. Old Testament, Ezekiel 26,
1: 27 In the eleventh month of the twelfth year, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, Because Tyre has said of Jerusalem, Aha! The gate to the nations is broken, and its doors have swung open to me. Now that she lies in ruins, I will prosper. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says I am against you, Tyre, and I will bring many nations against you, like the sea casting up its waves. They will destroy the walls of Tyre, and pull down her towers. I will scrape away her rubble and make her a bare rock. Out in the sea she will become a place to spread fishing nets, for I have spoken, declares the Sovereign Lord. She will become plunder for the nations, and her settlements on the mainland will be ravaged by the sword. Then they will know that I am the Lord, for this is what the Sovereign Lord says. From the north I am going to bring against Tyre Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, king of kings, with horses and chariots, with horsemen and a great army. He will ravage your settlements on the mainland with the sword. He will set up siege works against you, build a ramp up to your walls and raise his shields against you. He will direct the blows of his battering rams against your walls and demolish your towers with his weapons. His horses will be so many that they will cover you with dust. Your walls will tremble at the noise of the war horses, wagons, and chariots when he enters your gates, as men enter a city whose walls have been broken through. The hooves of his horses will trample all your streets. He will kill your people with the sword, and your strong pillars will fall to the ground. They will plunder your wealth and loot your merchandise, They will break down your walls and demolish your fine houses and throw your stones, timber, and rubble into the sea. I will put an end to your noisy songs, and the music of your harps will be heard no more. I will make you a bare rock, and you will become a place to spread fishing nets. You will never be rebuilt. For I, the Lord, have spoken declares the Sovereign Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to Tyre. Will not the coastlands tremble at the sound of your fall, when the wounded groan and the slaughter takes place in you? Then all the princes of the coast will step down from their thrones and lay aside their robes and take off their embroidered garments. Clothed with terror, they will sit on the ground, trembling every moment, appalled at you. Then they will take up a lament concerning you, and say to you, How you are destroyed, city of renown, peopled by men of the sea! You were a power on the seas, you and your citizens. You put your terror on all who lived there. Now the coastlands tremble on the day of your fall. The islands in the sea are terrified at your collapse." This is what the Sovereign Lord says. When I make you a desolate city, like cities no longer inhabited, and when I bring the ocean depths over you and its vast waters cover you, then I will bring you down with those who go down to the pit to the people of long ago. I will make you dwell in the earth below as in ancient ruins with those who go down to the pit, and you will not return nor take your place in the land of the living, I will bring you to a horrible end, and you will be no more. You will be sought, but you will never again be found, declares the Sovereign Lord. Ezekiel chapter 27 The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, take up a lament concerning Tyre. Say to Tyre, situated at the gateway to the sea, merchant of peoples on many coasts, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. You say, Tyre, I am perfect in beauty. Your domain was on the high seas. Your builders brought your beauty to perfection. They made all your timbers of juniper from Sinia. They took a cedar from Lebanon to make a mast for you. Of oaks from Bashan they made your oars. Of cypress wood from the coasts of Cyprus They made your deck adorned with ivory. Fine embroidered linen from Egypt was your sail, and served as your banner. Your awnings were of blue and purple from the coasts of Elisha. Men of Sidon and Arphad were your oarsmen. Your skilled men, Tyre, were aboard as your sailors. Veteran craftsmen of Byblos were on board as shipwrights to cork your seams, All the ships of the sea and their sailors came alongside to trade for your wares. Men of Persia, Lydia, and Putt served as soldiers in your army. They hung their shields and helmets on your walls, bringing you splendor. Men of Arfad and Helek guarded your walls on every side. Men of Garmad were in your towers. They hung their shields around your walls. They brought your beauty to perfection. Tarshish did business with you because of your great wealth of goods. They exchanged silver, iron, tin, and lead for your merchandise. Greece, Tubal, and Meshach did business with you. They traded human beings and articles of bronze for your wares. Men of Beth Togama exchanged chariot horses, cavalry horses, and mules for your merchandise. The men of Rhodes traded with you and many coastlands were your customers. They paid you with ivory tusks and ebony. Aram did business with you because of your many products. They exchanged turquoise, purple fabric, embroidered work, fine linen, coral, and rubies for your merchandise. Judah and Israel traded with you. They exchanged wheat from Minith and confections, Honey, olive oil, and balm for your wares. Damascus did business with you because of your many products and great wealth of goods. They offered wine from Helbon, wool from Zaha, and casks of wine from Aizal in exchange for your wares. Wrought iron, cassia, and calamus. Didan traded in saddle blankets with you. Arabia, and all the princes of Kidar were your customers. They did business with you in lambs, rams, and goats. The merchants of Sheba and Reoma traded with you. For your merchandise, they exchanged the finest of all kinds of spices and precious stones and gold. Haran, Kana, and Eden, and merchants of Sheba, Ashur, and Kilmad traded with you. In your marketplace they traded with you beautiful garments, blue fabric, embroidered work and multicoloured rugs with cords, twisted and tightly knotted. The ships of Tarshish serve as carriers for your wares. You are filled with heavy cargo as you sail the sea. Your oarsmen take you out to the high seas. But the east wind will break you to pieces far out at sea. Your wealth, merchandise, and wares, your mariners, sailors, and shipwrights, your merchants and all your soldiers and everyone else on board will sink into the heart of the sea on the day of your shipwreck. The shorelands will quake when your sailors cry out. All who handle the oars will abandon their ships. The mariners and all the sailors will stand on the shore. They will raise their voice and cry bitterly over you. They will sprinkle dust on their heads and roll in ashes. They will shave their heads because of you and will put on sackcloth. They will weep over you with anguish of soul and with bitter mourning. As they wail and mourn over you, they will take up a lament concerning you. Who was ever silenced like Tyre, surrounded by the sea? When your merchandise went out on the seas, you satisfied many nations. With your great wealth and your wares, you enriched the kings of the earth. Now you are shattered by the sea in the depths of the waters. Your wares and all your company have gone down with you. All who live in the coastlands are appalled at you. Their kings shudder with horror, and their faces are distorted with fear. The merchants among the nations scoff at you. You have come to a horrible end and will be no more.
0: Throw off anything that slows you down. Western society is in danger of going in the same direction as Tar. It was wealthy and powerful. It was a nation of successful business and global trading. This has a contemporary feel, as Ken Costa describes in his book God at Work, Tar was at the corner of all financial and commercial transactions in the region. Ta could so easily be the City of London or Wall Street or Tokyo. Ta is an example of society organized to fulfill itself without God. It's attractive, and that's what makes it so seductive. Money-making, empire-building, and luxury are attractive. We're supposed to love people and use things. We go wrong when we start loving things and using people. Consumerism is a great danger in the modern world But it's nothing new Tar was a nation that ended up loving things and using people Even trading slaves To run the race successfully We have to throw off everything that hinders And the sin that so easily entangles The sins of Tar were pride, reveling and self-sufficiency There was treachery and slave trading Ezekiel warns that God's judgment will fall on the nation, its pride will be its downfall. Tar boasted, I'm perfect in beauty, but God warns everything sinks. Your rich goods and products, sailors and crews, ships, carpenters and soldiers sink to the bottom of the sea. Total shipwreck. This prophecy was partially fulfilled in five hundred eighty six to five seventy three BC, when Nebuchadnezzar, King of Babylon, laid siege to Tar for thirteen years. Nebuchadnezzar did not completely destroy Tyre, but Alexander the Great fulfilled these verses in 332 BC. The focus on trading, money, and consumer goods seems eerily similar to some aspects of modern consumerism, especially in this season as we lead up to Christmas. We need to remember that however enticing these things may seem, they are transitory and fleeting. Don't get entangled. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Run with perseverance the race marked out for you. Lord, help me to run with perseverance the race marked out for me, to fix my eyes on Jesus and never to grow weary nor lose heart.
1: Pippa adds, in Psalm 125, verse 2, it says, As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. This is a powerful picture of God's protection, strength and enduring love for us.